Welcome, listeners, to another episode of the Afterthoughts section of Well, That Fucked Me Up with your hosts, Luke Colson and Kyle Wise. Hi, Kyle Wise. Hey, Luke Colson. <laughs> How are you today? I'm good. Yeah, you look did good. Did some boxing. Ooh, you did some boxing. That's yeah. good. I mean, it's not, it's not good if the person who's being boxed by you. No, they backed out. Oh, yeah, I heard about that, dude. Sorry about that. Well... Good luck finding a replacement who wants to fight you. Well, now I see him in the gym and he won't even look me in the eyes. That's because he, he knows. Just because he knows, man. He knows who the winner would have been. <laughs> uh, well, this is the afterthought section for um, our previous episode, which was Kyle's episode. But not you, Kyle. Kyle Bacchus. That's not you at all. That's a different Kyle. Mm-hmm. I, do, I do like his name. Yeah, good name. Good name. Um what an extraordinary episode. And so the episode was all about loss and grief. And his mum went out for a walk one evening and got hit by a truck on a crosswalk. And out of nowhere, their life was turned upside down. I mean, can you imagine? Can you imagine, like, the build-up to that? Like, okay, she's been gone in, like, two hours. Mm. She's been gone for, like, Ugh. and then you start to panic. And then you're like, Ugh. now you're waiting by the phone. And now, like... That's horrible. And then you get that call. That's like that's horrible. Yeah, horrible. And also, it's just like so unexpected. It's so like those kinds of accidents, you know. And that's similar to the thing that happened to me when I was young. Is like when someone's there and then they're not there. Yeah. And that is just you will never ever. Nothing will ever prepare you for that. Is that you just kind of expect them to walk back in the yeah. door? And then the craziest thing which he didn't really dwell on, but I guess it's a bit... Well, firstly, it, the most extraordinary co- coincidence, I'm laughing again now like I did in the episode, that he, he works in insurance, literally for people that have been involved in, you know, uh, multi-blame uh, traffic accidents. Yeah. But even with that, and even with that knowledge, the fact that they mischarged the guy... And as soon as, I guess it's like double jeopardy, right? As soon as they mischarged him and they gave him a ticket and he paid the ticket, that was it. The case, the case was closed, you know, which is crazy. So he'll never face a trial for literally killing someone. Yeah. Isn't that just unbelievable? But I was thinking like, how would you ever live with yourself? Yeah, I was just going to say that. Like, I don't think you could. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like you'd like, I feel like you'd want to hand yourself in, right? Yeah. I mean, this guy, like, God, the American justice system is, is <laughs> it's, I don't know, man, like, especially what's going on in the uh, world. Yeah, we're, de- we're dealing with a strange time, aren't we, with all the two mass school, two, two mass school shootings in a week. <clears throat> right. And then it feels like we're like one step away from like, um, handmade, handmade stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's gross. Everything's gross right now in the US, like it is around the world. Um, <clears throat> so back back to uh, other Kyle and the trauma that he went through. But interestingly, he said one of the things that was the hardest was just really understanding what to do with a sudden death of a predominant member of yeah. your family. Right, They own a house. They have a mortgage or they have a retirement plan or they have savings or they have inheritance or they have a will or they don't have a will. You haven't planned a funeral because you weren't expecting them to die. Social media is active. 
stuff under lock and key that you don't know how to access, insurance. Where do you fucking start with all of that stuff? Because remember, you're grieving as well. Yeah. So he wrote a book. Yeah, I mean, I, I, when, they were, when he was going through it, like, there was things I didn't even think. Like, you know, I don't know if we have a safe, but if we did, like, I don't know where to even begin to find the key. <laughs> yeah. Do you hire, like, yeah. a, a cat burglar or, like, yeah. Or, like, you know, like, and then I wish I was on this episode because I would have asked him, like, did you find things out also oh, about wow. your mom? Like, oh, wow. Interesting. Yeah. Like on the home computer, all the yeah. documentation and stuff like that. I mean, this is a complete sidebar, but there's a documentary on Netflix now called The Insemination Doctor. And apologies um, for intertwining this into this uh, episode, which has nothing to do with the episode, you understand. But it was a doctor who, um, who was. Uh, in leading in the field of artificial insemination for women who couldn't get pregnant, typically because their husbands ha- had a low sperm count. So he would say that they were getting the sperm from a laboratory, which with a high sperm count for various donors. And it turns out he was using his own sperm. And he um, got found out when 23andMe came out. And people started realizing they put their information in, they do the spit test. You have 27 siblings. You have 44 siblings. And the number just kept going up and up and up. And they all decided to find each other. And a a whole bunch of them went and approached the doctor who was like, I just wanted my genes, more of my genes in the world, you know? Yikes. (laughs) 23 and me has been ruining lives, man. (laughs) You imagine they're like, oh, you're not the father uh, of this person. Well, the, the most traumatic thing about that was for the fathers, because most of the fathers thought that he had used their sperm and artificially inseminated their sperm. They believed that they were the father of their child for all these years, only to find out that this this doctor was the father. So anyway, digression, um, but fascinating nevertheless. Um, That's a very good, good question, not something that Kyle brought up. One thing we should mention is that he wrote a book, and the book is essentially like a handbook. It's called Unthinkable. It's When the Unthinkable Happens. And all the stuff that you just hadn't stopped to think about. All this stuff. So it's literally like a guide, like a handbook to where do you start with all of this stuff? Because your brain isn't functioning, is it? Because you're grieving. And that is a a jolly clever um, and respectful thing to do out of such a traumatic situation. Yeah. It it weirded me out um, listening to it because it was my father's 70th birthday the other day Mm. and you know when you get to 70 you kind of I guess you start making plans Mm. and I have so many unresolved things Mm. and I don't know how if he was just one day Mm. be gone Mm. I I, I just like I don't know I have so many questions well I don't know. I don't have the answer for you. But all I'd say to that is you don't have to make it your life's mission or his life's mission to get those answers. But you might regret not asking the questions or at least telling him some of this stuff. And it probably couldn't hurt to write it down. And even, you know, because then at least in your mind, you've cleared some air, like whether it's questions or whether it's statements or things that or the way you feel, write an email or write a letter. You yeah. know, and put it into the universe and send it to him and see what, what comes from that. 
Yeah, and, and you know, I can't even imagine like if you know being close to a, a parent like that and then losing them. Yeah, and it sounds like they were a big family, and she was a much loved member of that family. Well, yeah. we must dash. We must move on to the the next part of our day. Um, and Kyle, it's always lovely to catch up with you and talk about such deep and meaningful things. I'm sorry about your dad and all that unresolved stuff, but you know, the, the fact is he is still here, but also the fact is, is that it's not, you're not under any obligation. Yeah. It's just what makes you feel right. It's what makes you feel like, here comes the leaf blower guy again. He must've seen me. He must've seen me on the podcast. Oh, do you hear that? Incessant banging. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, I'll see you next time. I love you, man. Love you too, Carl.